So welcome to episode 42 of the Request 2021 podcast. And uh, this is going out on 3rd of November 2022. Now, when we arrived at our hotel in Buenos Aires at the end of the voyage, uh, despite being extremely tired, uh, I persuaded the team to be recorded and share their feelings just fresh from the whole experience. Um, we wanted to know what what we were feeling, what our expedition highlights were, and what did we all feel the legacy of the project should be? So uh, we've recorded the answers to those three questions with each of the team giving their uh, different and varied answers uh, on those questions. So here we go. It's nice to be in Buenos Aires and to walk out after dinner and it yeah. be, still be warm. Second, nice. To walk out after dinner and it's be warm yeah. and not have to have coats, hats, no, gloves. Got, like, yeah. It's just ridiculous me bringing my um, Antarctica coat. <laughs> but I couldn't fit in my bag. Luckily, mine went in, but. Yeah. And I should be fine on the way back. I'm I don't know what to do. Whether I'm just going to throw a few bits away. There's a few bits that I probably never use, but I've just got so much stuff. And it was, it's, just it's hard because like, everyone's around, so it's not like they yeah, can yeah. just go, can you take this, take yeah, this? Exactly. Right. It's right. hard. I'll, I'll sit behind the camera. So, so I looked at that you. Yeah. looking at the camera. Then. Yeah. Um, Happy. I can slouch. No, you So inspiring the next generation. Something inspiring, yeah, something about it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what message would you give to young scouts about what? Yeah, oh God, about? that's a tricky one. Right. I'd be, no, yeah. it's a good question. It's a good question, because I think, yeah. Well, what legacy do you want the project to have? That's easier. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we go immediate thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. How are you feeling now that we've got back from the voyage? You know, quick reflection. 
mixed emotions. So of course you want to tell everyone and you've got hundreds of messages to wade through and catch up and obviously also sad and because you've created this family over the last three weeks and kind of you're losing all contact with them and but you've been through your highs your lows you see sickness all together and it's so weird to not be there and but unfortunately all things have to come to an end and that was the end of the voyage but got a couple of days in Buenos Aires so not completely at the end. I'm happy because I've had a really great experience and I've really, it's an amazing thing and I'm kind of excited to tell people about it now but it's also a shame to not be on the boat anymore. I don't know, it's still a bit of a dream and it doesn't feel real and I look at the photos and then it, and it does feel real so I've been lucky really and um, and kind of I know it sounds silly but I've had such a good time and I feel quite, I feel relaxed I feel more relaxed than I've felt in years and I feel happy and lucky and yeah grateful really honestly right now I'm exhausted <laughs> it's been a very full-on uh, three weeks now um, and uh, with, with the watch system and getting straight into all of the, the hikes and everything happening on board, it's been exhausting. Um, but uh, so glad it's happened and uh, yeah, happy to be back on solid ground. So once I realised we were coming back onto land, I was excited, one, because I didn't have to watch what I was holding on to or what I had in my hands to be able to stand up properly <laughs> and not drop anything. But I was also excited to carry on to the next step of the adventure, uh, the four days in Buenos Aires um, and stuff like that. However, I'm now just thinking, taking a lot of time to myself to think what I've gone through, what I've experienced, what I've seen and realise how, appreciate how lucky and fortunate I was to be selected to go on this trip to Antarctica because all these memories I now have will stay with me for a lifetime. How am I feeling right now? Um, I feel like I've just had the best 10 days of my life, to be honest. Um, And I know I'll get to a point when I get home where I'll dip because having just had the best 10 days of my life, obviously <laughs> you're going to have a low moment afterwards. But I'm kind of in this no man's land at the moment between like intensely exciting happiness, like everything being different every day and the kind of maybe like quieter time at home. And I'm in this sort of no man's land of reflecting and not being happy but not we're being both happy and sad at the same time. Well, at this exact moment, I am very tired, and I think that is residual from the voyage, but I don't know, I mean, it's, it's a mixture. Like, I feel like I've achieved like an amazing, amazing goal, and I just feel pretty amazing. A bit bummed out that, like, the biggest adventure of my life is now sort of coming to a close. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's just, um, I don't know, it's... it's it's all an array of emotions, um, but I, th I think the main one I'm going to stick to is, is, is tired. How I feel right now, I mean, it's, it's all the emotions. I feel incredibly 
happy and privileged to have been able to come on such an amazing trip. Um, really lucky that we got a brilliant group of like-minded people, uh, not just obviously the request team, but everyone else on the boat, the other voyage crew and the permanent crew on, on Bark Europa were, were excellent. And I think that only added, added to the experience. I'm sad that it's over. Um, obviously it can't go on forever, but uh, yeah, sad that it's, that it's come to an end. I'm excited to be going home to see my wife and children. I've obviously missed them quite a lot. So uh, excited for that and really looking forward as well to sharing our experiences with anyone who will be willing to listen. To be honest, I'm knackered. I'm probably crashing big time. It's like, I think mentally as well, um, it's hard going through like such an amazing experience and it feels like a bit of a dream. Um, and then you're crashing back like, down to earth and you're thinking about next week and you don't want to and almost internet's been nice but also you're you're realizing all of like the, the mundane stuff is coming back um whereas you were away from all of that and you're having to think again and that's a bit annoying and so yeah i think it's all at once it's kind of like a big like you're trying to go through your head what's just happened and I was actually having a big think on the plane from Ushuaia and um, the past nine years I've been fundraising for one trip or another and it's the first time I'm not thinking about the next thing and now I think it was like probably to the delight of mum and dad um, I haven't got anything planned and I think that hit as well so what do I do now? And I think that's kind of all crashed all at once, all today. I am absolutely shattered. Um, it has been a roller coaster of emotions over the last three or four weeks. Um, been through every emotion, right down to my lowest, probably the lowest I've ever felt on, on some sort of expedition, uh, right up to the highest of the highs. So. It really has been exhausting, exhilarating, fun, just amazing really. Um, I have no regrets at all about the expedition, it's just been superb. Probably top three uh, in no particular order. Um, standing on the iceberg in the middle of the ocean. So Sarah, our tour leader, went, "What is your biggest dream?" And whenever she suggested something, it was always my dream because she'd always make it possible. So she just drove the zodiac into the iceberg, and she was like, "Off you get. We'll do some photos." And the polar plunge. As much as I didn't want to do it, I knew I would regret it if I didn't. So we all went in screaming and shrieking, but it was a fantastic day. We couldn't have asked for better weather. Fantastic backdrop. So hopefully when the team sort through their photos, there'll be some good ones of me maybe enjoying myself. Um, and another one would be seeing the first whale in the wild. It was just superb. 
and obviously the whole boat all screamed whale whale and everyone was pointing and for a lot of people it was probably their first one that they've ever seen so that was fantastic. So I think my favourite experiences would be sailing on the drake and climbing the rigging in some sort of whilst the boat was leaning over and there was wind and rain everywhere and then looking down and just seeing some dolphins whilst we were rounding Cape Horn that was very nice uh, sliding down the glacier that was excellent fun and and I, and I think actually at the end we had a really nice barbecue uh, in Harberton in Tierra del Fuego uh, and it was just a really nice rounding off of the trip bringing everyone together sort of around food so my favourite three moments are just so hard to narrow it down because the whole, whole trip was amazing but there was one special day that two of my moments came in so um, we went to um, Orne Harbour and we started there with doing the polar plunge um, I wasn't at all sure that I wanted to do it when, when I actually got there, but it was amazing. It was just the most beautiful setting um, and actually it was just so much fun and that was great. Um, and then the same evening we landed on a, another beach um, in amongst a Gentoo penguin colony and you just got to find your own space on the beach and sit there quietly and the penguins were just waddling past you. One would stop and have a look at you, perhaps pick up a pedal, and then they'd go into the water and they'd be jumping around. It was just incredible just to sit amongst the penguin colony. And I could have sat there for hours and hours, so I loved that. And then finally, um, I would probably choose Sharkoot Bay just because it was stunning. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, and I just thought, you know, you don't get a view much more stunning than that really, so that's probably my third one. Uh, so my favourite three things on the trip were launching an Argo, um, or two Argos. It was really good to be able to, to get out and do that and really contribute to the, to the global scientific project. Secondly was Deception Island, um, that was somewhere that I've always wanted visited since learning about the trip. Um, as a geography student it's quite a cool place to go to. Um, and lastly, all the sail handling um, and really getting to sail the Bark Europa. So I've never sailed before and this was a really incredible chance to uh, get to do it. So my favourite three memories are, my first one was quite early on in the trip, it was actually during the Drake's Passage. It was the first, my first ever watch, it was a 4am watch and I was on lookout and it was the new year and the sun was rising, the sea was slightly, just slightly getting the waves a little bit higher, not, tr not too rough, not too flat, and I could stand there watching the sun rise into the new year and thinking I'm on a tall ship on my way to Antarctica, what a way to start the year. My second favourite memory was the day we went to Orna Harbour. Orna Harbour is where we got to do many fun activities like the polar plunge, walk up a glacier to see penguins nesting and then which I was the first to do was slide down the glacier <laughs> and it was so fun uh, that was my second most favorite 
And then my third most favourite memory of the trip would definitely be when we went to Harberton and had the barbecue. So this is coming to the end of the trip and we were getting excited to go, you know, coming back, getting internet service again. Um, and we went around Harberton and we got to see the museum, which is really fascinating, full of all the interesting bones of the mammals and penguins. Um, and then we finished off with a barbecue, with a campfire, eating as much food as we liked, drinking as much drink as much as we liked, and just chatting. And we really felt the sense of everyone's been together for a month. We're all really good friends now. The sense of camaraderie was so high, and it was just a perfect little way to say and um, show how where we got on and say goodbye to each other it was fantastic my favorite three moments um there's too many uh the whole trip was brilliant um but some of the highlights i really enjoyed there was a barbecue that we had in the middle of the trip it was almost as far south as we got we got a little bit further south but we got stuck in the ice for a night um apparently we weren't stuck we were just waiting for the next day for the ice to clear but it still felt like we were stuck in the ice for a night. Um, no anchor or anything, just in the middle of this ocean of icebergs. And the crew slung up a big sail over the main deck of the ship and uh, chucked a load of barbecues along the side and um, cooked lots of meat and amazing side dishes as well. And they put music up and we had a bit of a dance and everyone was on deck and everyone was chatting and um, just the combination of the really eerie, silent, beautiful white landscape all around us where you couldn't see any land, but then like the joy of all the people and the good food and the music um, on deck was, was brilliant. Um, another highlight, I think I really, really enjoyed the first day we arrived in Antarctica because we, we had so much at once. Because someone saw land and we all ran upstairs to see and you saw first thing you saw was land five minutes later the first iceberg and it was huge and it was beautiful and our guides were saying it was the perfect iceberg for us to see because <laughs> there were penguins on it and it was um, all these different shapes from where it had t upturned itself beautiful colors and then we saw penguins swimming around um, they were swimming um, alongside the ship but also on this iceberg and then whales popped up next to us as we before we'd even reached land and then we anchored to have lunch uh, thinking how much better can this get um, and there's some polar research scientists buzz past in their their zodiac <laughs> um, and then we got on a boat and went to a volcano and i've never seen a volcano up close before and we walked around the entire crater of the volcano um, and had some stunning views over the islands and got back and just thought what more can they throw at us and then every day just got better and better after that. But that was a highlight at that time because it was all new and exciting. Uh, final highlight. Uh, I just really loved being on the rigging. I loved climbing the rigging on the ship. Um, I really like sailing and uh, I really like, apparently I really like heights. Um, on the first day, we were shown how to climb up the rigging and you had to wear a harness and clip in. Um, but you weren't clipped in the entire way up as long as you were holding on securely with your hands. So there was that slight adrenaline rush of, oh my goodness, 
I'm up a mast and I'm not totally clipped in. Um, and that adrenaline rush just made it more exciting. And then you got to the top and you look out and the views are just unrivaled and you're so incredibly high and, oh, yeah, I love being up there. Oh, my favourite three moments. Well, oh, can I, can I boost up to five? I think chronologically speaking, one of my first favourite moments was seeing the first bit of land um, after sailing through the Drake for, what was it, five days by that point? So that was really exciting. And then... Um, I did enjoy Deception Island. That one was quite spectacular. Uh, Cooperville Island is the closest I've ever gotten to a penguin. Not, not by me violating the rules. The penguin violated the rules of the three-meter rule. Um, but that was uh, quite cool. It was just waddling about going, don't mind me. Alright, my, my fourth favourite moment was definitely putting my hand on top of the main mast after climbing it. And although there is no photographic evidence, Matt can back me up because he did witness it himself. And because, I mean, heights for me, terrified of them. Falling, even more so. And both are definitely um, there when you're climbing the mast because you've got to unhook yourself and then hook yourself back in. And that is optional. I definitely did. And you have the wind blowing you, and you've even got the boat leaning a little bit. But when, when you're at the top and you've just got your hand on top, even if it was for a split second, you, you, you feel pretty amazing. And the view is definitely, I mean, it's, it's unique enough getting a view of Antarctica, getting a view of Antarctica at the top of the mast of, of, of a, what can only be described as a pirate ship, <laughs> um, is uh, definitely quite something. And from the uh, fifth favourite moment, uh, so, well, I'm, I'm going to have a fifth and a sixth, sort so the five, um, is probably fifth one, Port Lockroy, because that was just really cool. I mean, seeing, seeing like, the whole setup looked very cosy and looked, looked very, very comfortable to stay in, and I'm not just talking about the bedroom decor. Um, but yeah, and it was quite fascinating. Did my project a load of help after I came on a slight speed bump. And my last one is probably our last landing in Antarctica, which was the last landing on the continent, not even an island, which was really cool. And that's not just because I got to slide down a hill. My favourite moments, I think I'm going to break this down into the, the sailing bit and the Antarctica bit. Um, so for the, for the sailing bit, the northbound Drake Passage was unreal it was be champagne sailing conditions all the way 30 knots for on a on a broad reach and helping the boat while we're sun's going down just over there and we're sailing north at 10 knots can't beat it can't beat it i don't think or i haven't yet been able to beat it um as far as antarctica goes i'm gonna gonna go for the last day that we had um so we stopped at paradise bay had a little zodiac cruise around um, the water was like a mirror it was incredible to see the mountains and icebergs in between the in between the mountains and then the reflections of those in in the water as well was was something special listening to the ice cracking as as we were having a look was was something special and then to top that we went to Nico Harbour had a final landing um, final, final landing on the Antarctic mainland as well, not just uh, an island. 
tough walk up to the top of the hill to uh, to see the scenery, see the beautiful view of the all the ice and the Europa down there in the bay. And then what better way to get back down the hill than just to sit down and slide on your bum. <laughs> what a way to finish this trip. And then after that we were straight back onto the Drake Passage and heading home again. So those were my, my, my highlights. My favourite three moments, uh, immediately I think about Orna Harbour. Um, that day was just phenomenal. Like, probably one of the best days in my life. Um, we started off, I think it was the day we went to the ship breakfast, if I'm rem remembering right. And that was just an experience in itself, being able to look over this amazing piece of history. And then we sat out, Cathy and I, remember it so clearly, Cathy and I sat out on the net. And I, sat, I probably sat there for near enough three hours. Like, I remember going out really early in the morning and then only just coming in for lunch. And um, we, we sat out there and whales came up just below the net and the penguins were jumping and like, I think when I went to Antarctica, I really wanted to see a whale. Like one whale was <laughs> so happy as Larry. And like to see one just underneath, like looking down. And then we got into this beautiful bay, like this bay was just 360 and like, it could have been your desktop, but like a whole surrounding, everywhere you look. And then we did the polar plunge and felt like I kept, like, did mum proud by diving straight in there. Um, and that was just amazing. Then we hiked up and saw the chin strap penguins. And I took my favourite photo from the whole trip and it will remain in my mind just as like a snapshot as well. Um, with Bark Europa and you with the, in the distance and, and then we got to slide down all the way down the side of the, the mountain um, but yeah what a memory like it was just fantastic and then later on we got to see more penguins later um, just the whole day if that could be one then that would be one of them um, being able to say that I faced one of my fears, that I feel like day one of sailing and I went up the mast, not all the way, but I got up, like, I did what I set out to do and I went and conquered it, well, didn't conquer, but I pushed myself on my fear of heights and made it up there and got to see it from the mast. So that was that's definitely gonna stick with me. Um, and just all those little moments, like um, the moments where you grab a piece of food and you go and sit out on the deck. And I remember having my porridge and a mug because you can go out and just have a coffee or a tea out on deck and you, no one else is around. Or is when you go out on the net, you're just in silence. And when you're on watch, like you just have a great time to think and even though you're in a confined space with all these people you have like a little bit of time alone um, and that was that was really special like because you're having your own thing to process everything rather than you're soaking up so much 
of everyone's stories and everyone's enjoyment and actually it's like nice to even in your cabin you don't get that but outside and just being surrounded by silence it's the best like it was just phenomenal so my top three moments i, I think the first moment is probably shared with a few other people uh, having having spoken to them uh, seeing land uh, as we arrived in antarctica and seeing my first iceberg coming up on deck and seeing that iceberg and the hues of the beautiful blue under the water and this the curves and the sculpturedness of it with penguins on it. Our first iceberg had penguins on it. I mean, it was the dream iceberg to see for the first one. So definitely that. Um, I think my second high would be uh, being able to visit Port Lockroy with the team. Uh, so all of us there, uh, we thought for many moments, uh, or for, for many months, that we wouldn't be able to go to Port Lockroy. And it was quite symbolic because Scout Mar had helped form Port Lockroy, so we really wanted to go there. And we were really very, very lucky to go because um, it was closed, uh, but um, Bark Europa managed to arrange it so that we could visit. And that gave us a different experience. We got it to ourselves. So, uh, wow. I mean, some people go and it's quite busy and I imagine they're sort of shoved through the rooms quite quickly and the gift shop would be open. It'd be quite noisy. We were there and we were able to walk around and reflect and see how they would have lived in this hut um, over, the, over the Antarctic winters and things. And it would have been quite a bleak place to be uh, but uh, it was really inspiring to see it all laid out. So Port Lockray, way up there for me. Um, and my final one is a moment during the, the barbecue that we had uh, on the uh, second to last night of the voyage. When we went to Harbiton, we had this amazing lamb barbecue. But the highlight for me was finding out that, uh, that all of the dignitaries and the uh, team on South Georgia um, had decided to hold our Shackleton Scouts own on the 5th of January. Um, that was just amazing to me that our project was going bigger than us and bigger than what we were doing and reaching out to other places around the world. So uh, that, that was just my third favourite moment. Just go for it. Don't rule yourself out of anything because situations can change. And of course, if it's on your bucket list, then kind of go for it. And Bartrope were fantastic. Cannot fault them. I kind of looked, and I've looked into doing it in the past, and actually, we had such a personal experience. And you had something to do. You weren't feeling seasick. Well, you were, but you had a purpose to get up and go, come on, let's fight this and let's get on with it. And kind of do it before it all disappears and climate change takes over. So get that trip booked. I think for me, the thing I really, like, the thing I'll take away is an extra love of sailing. Is, and so I think I want to do more sailing. And I think hopefully people will see 
the excitement that you can have on a sailing boat from this trip and be encouraged to do more sailing, especially tall ship sailing. So I think that's something that fewer people take part in. I think the legacy of our project should be just um, making people realise that um, they can do these things. Because I've been a massive fan of Shackleton and wanted to go to Antarctica for probably 30 years. And I'd always planned to go. And, and I've spent the last 25 years as a scout leader raising money to send people on international trips, sending them on jamborees and other things. But never ever thought, actually, I could go on an international trip. I could do something. So I think the legacy is getting out there, saying to people, look what we've done. You can do this too. So as a, a legacy for the project, I'd really like uh, for there to be more scouting, scientific involvement um, in the Antarctic. So obviously James Marr um, went on to um, create the, the Krill project, um, that was the inspiration behind our project. Um, and I really hope that this has reinvigorated the, the scouting links with science in the Antarctic. My legacy in, of the project should be is I feel like us going will influence other scouts going. So a hundred years ago, Mara Mooney went. That influenced a hundred years later for adventure, exploration still lasts. So we're carrying on that legacy of adventure, exploration, scientific research that scouts are passionate about and carrying on. So hopefully in another hundred years time, 200 years time, scouting will still be about and these scouts will still be striving for the end of the world, for the new biggest adventure and also challenging ourselves as well. So no scout will, hopefully will realise that any person will go, if they can do that, I can do that. I think we could have lots of different legacies. I guess the interesting one for me is the climate change aspect. I think it'd be really nice to be able to use our enthusiasm for the beauty and the uniqueness of Antarctica and kind of to fuel some action to inspire other people to help us to protect the natural world um, from human changes. Well, personally for me, I, I want to bring ten, ten, scout, 10 of my own scouts and have them just experience what I experience, I mean, just sort of sharing that whole thing. I mean, I think just sort of passing on the desire of adventure, really, and uh, yeah, just um, getting, getting, getting people outdoors, starting to, you know, see the world that they live in, see all, all four corners of it, and just, I don't know, just share, share the, um, share the experience I had, and yeah. I think the legacy of the project should be that people think about the impact of what they're trying to achieve has on the planet. I'm not saying don't do things, I'm saying consider if there's an alternative. Um, so we're obviously very lucky to have, have covered this trip um, and I was just doing some, so I had a nerdy conversation with the ship's engineer about engines and diesel consumption and all that kind of stuff. Um, so doing some quick sums, we, we consumed about half the diesel on a per person per day basis 
that a big cruise ship would have done for the same for the same trip. So go and have those experiences, but think about if there's a better way to do it. I don't think the legacy is one clear, like clear cut way of doing it. I think everyone's got a, a method of how they're going to continue this forward. For me, like this project has been able to like, I've been able to share my appreciation for art with so many different people and I didn't realise how much of a legacy that would that would um, that would continue. Um, being able to have people say, well you've inspired me to take up my watercolours or art again. Well that in itself is wonderful. Um, but also to be capturing our capturing our whole project and journey through art has been, to be honest, probably an honour because there's so many people who've turned around and been like, well, that's amazing. And um, for, for me, it's like a, I don't get a lot of time to do that. That's not my, I don't get to spend every day being able to do something I really enjoy. And this project's allowed me to do that. And I'm, now I can share it. And that's a way of taking that forward. Um, we've discussed, you know, ways of making sure that we can keep educating people. Maybe we can do that through the continuation of that artwork and sharing it, um, and continue the, the the quilt and the um, the squares and educating going into schools. And I really want to continue that because that's that's so important. Just not just staying stopping there you keep going and trying to reach out to as many people as possible and community groups and scouts and volunteers and um, other organisations. Um, so that's the aim. That would be make me the happiest person ever if that can, if I can just reach as many people um, and bring them all together and be able to see that. My feeling on the legacy of our project is that we've had this phrase all along that Scout Ma had in his book which is dream into reality if we break that down you know everyone has dreams everyone thinks oh maybe one day I could do that but often for whatever reason they put it aside they decide that it's not for them that maybe they're not worthy maybe they're not the right sort of person to do it um, but I think that scouting uh, really helps young people to take their dreams and dream big. You know, let's, let's have a, a, a legacy from our project to say, look, if you really want to go for it, it is possible. You know, you've got to work hard to do the fundraising, to get the sponsors, to get the patrons. Um, but... Uh, you know, the rewards uh, and hopefully the long-term legacy of this project will prove um, that we've inspired others to take their dreams and turn them into a reality. So, thanks for listening. 
Uh, to find out more about the Request 2021 project and how you can support and follow our progress, just visit our website on www.request2021.org.uk. So that's www.request2021.org.uk. And please give this podcast a review on iTunes. Uh, share it out and spread the word to anyone you know who's interested in scouting and Antarctica. Thank you.